Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Um, just firstly, starting Monday the 13th of September, I'm going to be running a program called Two Weeks to Elite. Um, it's going to be run through a private Facebook group with daily videos. Um, basically what it is, is over the years I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on um, coaching, mentoring, and basically what I've done um, throughout those courses, you learn you know, daily habits daily tasks, et cetera, to do, which um, is going to better yourself, basically. And what I've done is I've grabbed all the things that have worked well for me and the things that I do daily, and I'm going to be teaching it to you throughout those two weeks, um, building habits daily over time. Um, you know, By the end of the two weeks, you'll have a good understanding of what they are, why we do them, and what you can best implement um, to become the most elite version of yourself. So if you want any more details on that, um, just drop me a message. Um, but let's get into it. So the uh, first question this week's from Lisa. How to train or strengthen and grow without um, worsening an old injury? So uh, basically for herself, she's got ankle issues from plantar fasciitis um, and can't do exercise like squats, leg press, etc. cetera. So um, first things first, obviously, this is taken into account that you've done all your rehab, et cetera. It's just one of those kind of old niggling injuries that doesn't really go away. Um, so first thing to think about is, all right, what's your goal? What's your goal with your training? Okay, the next one is, what movement do you need to do to achieve that goal? The second one is, what movement can you not do because of this injury? And something to think about, and this is what my coach um, talks to me about, is we want to be training... We're training the movement, not the exercise. So if you think about yourself with the leg press and what you know you can't do it, but what, what muscles is that working? You know, start thinking about what other exercises you can do that are going to give you the same result, right? Rather than doing leg press that aren't isn't going to give you an injury. So for myself personally, um, I've got a few shoulder injuries. So I need to do overhead press or some form of overhead movement to help me with my jiu-jitsu and just overall strength, okay? But when I look at those things, okay, what is my goal? It's, you know, better all-around strength, better jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, what movement do I need to do to get to that goal? Okay, an overhead kind of movement, an overhead press, shoulder strengthening. Right, what movements can I not do? Right, barbell overhead press. So if I'm still looking at that overhead press and what I, what I want to do, what I want to achieve, Okay, what other movements can I do? So I know I can do dumbbell movements, kettlebell movements, everything that's single arm, I can do it because my left shoulder has a different range of movement to my right shoulder. So making them join with a barbell and making them push through that same same level, that same movement, right, causes dramas in my left shoulder basically. So I can still get that same movement pattern and still get the same exercise by changing changing that exercise a bit and doing them single arm. So basically, 
yes, you can train around injuries. Um, you know, and it fucking drives me crazy when, and I've spoken about this before on a podcast, but if you're going to see an osteo or a physio, if you can go see someone that's also an athlete because they understand, they understand training, they understand how to train around injuries. Um, you know, I've, I've been to osteos and, and not to say that um, osteos or um, physios that aren't athletes don't know what they're doing because they do. Um, but I just find for myself personally, someone that trains a lot, um, having an osteo or a physio that understands that level of training um, gives me a much better outcome in my treatment. So basically, you know, think about your goal, right? What movement do you need to do to achieve that goal? And something else is also, we use running. Obviously, there's a lot of people in this group that will be listening to this that are thinking about running. Okay, so say it's the um, beat test, for example, right? Say if you've, you get really, say you're right, there's an issue with your right foot, okay? So you every time you run, it hurts, but you need to be able to do that beep test, right? So you need to be able to run. But what you can do, okay, you look at your goal, okay, the beep test, what movement do you need to do to get to that goal, right? You need to be able to run, right? What movement can you not do? Okay, you can run, but it does hurt, so we don't want to run too much. Okay, so what movement are we training? So our cardiovascular system. So are there other ways besides running that we can train our cardiovascular system? You know, there's an echo bike, spin bike, rower, swimming, um, cycling. Um, there's all these other movements we can be doing, okay, that are still going to train our cardiovascular system, okay, to be able to, it's going to improve on our, our running, okay? So running is running you can't get away from that you can't hide from it okay so you are still going to need to run but we can reduce the amount that you have to run okay and still increase your running if that makes sense by still increasing your cardio okay still doing the movement but we're going to reduce it a lot because it does give you some um some issues and and, and that's just on the fact that you have to run okay if you don't have to run don't run, get your cardio in some other way. But this is just an example that if you have to run to say, pass the beat test, you know, you can't get away from that. You can't just not run and, you know, think you're going to improve your running. Okay. You still need to run, but we can reduce it. We can do things like running on a treadmill. Okay. To lessen the impact, making sure you're always running on grass to lessen the impact on the foot. Okay. So, but you can get that instead of running, say three times a week, you might run you know, once a week, maybe once a fortnight, all right, but maybe once a week. Um, and that other sessions, you're still going to get your cardio in, okay, but you just might not be running. You can do it another way. So that's just something to think about. Obviously, if you've got, if you've got a coach, they're going to do all this stuff for you. But if you're going to self-program, okay, it's just a way that you can still train around injuries. So I don't think oh, I've got an injury, I can't train. Okay, it's bullshit. You can still train. You just got to train around it. So just run through that again. Think about your goal. Okay, what is your goal, right? What movement, what do you need to do to be able to get to that goal, right? What movements can you not do, right? And remember, you're training the movement, not the exercise. All right, so hopefully that clears that up for you. Um, the next one from Danica, right? How to reach a five-kilometer run in a year. All right, so a year is a massive time, okay? You can do it a lot quicker than that, and I mean a lot quicker, okay? So... Or I'm not, so some of these examples will be on like a 5K goal, but 
It can be 5K, 10K, 20K, or whatever it is, okay? Basically, the first thing you need to do is go for a run, okay? Track how far you go. Say it's 500 meters, and then just gradually build on it. So if you've got a set time, so a, a year is too long, okay? You, you'll be able to do it a lot quicker than that. But say, say it's 12 weeks, right? You go for your run, you track how far you can go. It's 500 meters, okay? So then you work out, you know, how far you want to go, say 5K in 12 weeks, all right, then you break it up into that. So when I was training someone, one of my clients a couple of years ago to run a marathon, what we did was we worked out, okay, what's your, at the moment, what's your maximum capacity in your run? Like how, how far can you run? So I think it was, I think maybe it was like 15 kilometers, maybe 20 kilometers. And we had a bit of time to train. Basically what we did is just worked out, okay, the marathon's 42 Ks. Okay, the marathon's on this date. So then we just broke it down from there, Okay. So on this day, we're going to be running up to 25 kilometers. You know, the next week we're running 27.5, the next week 30 Ks, just building it up like that. So same thing here. You just want to build on it each time. So something to think about too, like don't overthink the program. Like don't, don't not do the work because you don't have a specific program to follow. Just get out there and run. You know, the, the program isn't as important as consistency. Now, as you develop and you, um, like I've got a client at the moment, I've got a couple of clients that are training for specific tactical areas within their role or within their organization, the police, okay, their program is extremely important, okay? And also for you know, applicants trying to get through to the beat test, okay, just random training isn't going to cut it. And a lot of you will be listening to this, nodding, going, yep. No, you're right because I have been doing random training and it's six months down the track and my beat test score hasn't really increased that much. So you do need a specific program for those people, right? If you're just trying to go run a certain distance, so 5K, you know, obviously marathon need a specific program again, but if it's something like 5K and you've given yourself a long time to do it, okay, it's just about consistency. It's about training um, and just building each time you go in there. So same with like push-ups, you know, you might be able to get three the next time you try and get four. So a couple of ways to build on it, okay, is a time base. So basically just running for a set time each time you run. So say 40 minutes and you're doing that twice a week. So say for the first time, um, first example is like 500 meters you can run for. So say the first time you go for a run, you set your watching on here for a 40 minute run, okay? Maybe the first time you run for two minutes without stopping. We go, okay, cool, two minutes. And the next time, all you want to do is run for two minutes and 10 seconds because I guarantee you, if you can run for two minutes without stopping, you can run for an extra 10 seconds without stopping. Um, for myself, I, I like to, I'm very repetitive in nature, so I like to do the same thing. So if I go for a 5K run, I run the same track every time. So I know that, you know, if I'm feeling unfit and I can't run the whole thing at once, I know that I can get to this point in my run. Last time I got there was when I was really cooked and I had to walk for a bit. Okay, so the next time I do it, I try and get a little bit further. So it's not so much time or distance based or it is distance based, but I know in my head, okay, I ran this track last time. This is where I got to, you know, or this is where I got to in this split. You know, I'm going to try and push a bit further. So that's another way to do it is just time based. So you're going for a 40 minute run, you know, this time you run two minutes without stopping. Right, next time you run two minutes or 10 seconds without stopping. And then just each time build on that. 
Um, and the other one, distance. So say your goal is your five kilometers, just go out for a five kilometer, you know, run, walk. Obviously, you're not going to be able to run the whole five kilometers the first time, but, you know, go out for that 5K. Okay, I'm just going to go do 5Ks. It doesn't matter how long it takes me. I'm going to do five kilometers. Obviously, record how long it takes you. Um, and you, I've spoke, I've spoke, every time I talk about running, I'll talk about this. So, you know, track distance, total distance, total time, um, split, kilometer splits, and average heart rate. So, you're going to track all those things. But say your distance, you're going for a five kilometer run twice a week. All right, same as before, you know, your first, your first run, your first, um, your first bit of that five kilometers, you run for 500 meters and then you need to stop. Okay. So, next time you do it, Right, I'm going to run for 550 meters this time before I need a break. So you're just building on it over time. And same as your interval work. So don't don't forget to do interval work as well. Um, you know, and, and at the start, it can be time-based or distance-based. So this example is on a distance base. Basically, so your, your distance is you can run 500 meters. So what you want to do is you want to break that down. So your interval work might start off with, five by 200 meter efforts. And then you might build up over time to that five by one kilometer intervals. Um, but one thing to keep in mind, make sure you're keeping it, keeping it behind your max run. So for example, your max run at the start, you might be 500 meters before you need a break. Make sure your intervals, you're keeping it like under that, probably about half. Okay, so you're starting off with five by 200s or 250s. Right, and then you're going to build it up. So by the time you're doing five by one kilometer intervals, you know, you're probably running two kilometers at the start without having to stop. Um, so it's just another way to build it up over time. But the biggest thing is consistency, accountability, and tracking. Okay, so being consistent with your training, right? Who are you being accountable to? Is it a coach? Are you being accountable to yourself? Do you have a running partner? And then tracking it so you can see your progress. So make sure you're tracking everything. All right, next one's from Cashfee. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, the question was, you want to reduce your belly fat, but nothing works. Okay, there is something that's going to work, but you probably haven't tried it yet. So something to think about, and, it's, and it is just simple. Okay, it's calories in versus calories out. So if you want to lose weight, you need to eat less than the energy that you're burning. So you need to be burning more than you're eating, right? Okay, so I always talk about stuff being sustainable and long-term. So being sustainable long-term, okay, it's gonna get us those results over time. Now, running a short, Running a calorie deficit for a short amount of time is okay. You think things about like a 12-week challenge, but you need to make sure you got structure, something in place after that challenge finishes. So, and people, everyone would have done this before. You do like an eight-week challenge, you lose, you know, five to 10 kilos, and then you put it back on again because during that eight weeks, you've just stuck to a super strict program, right? And you haven't really taught yourself how to eat properly. Right, you've just been told exactly what to do and you've just followed it blindly and that's it. And that's fine, but you need to understand that you need to have something in place when when that finishes, okay? You need to have strategies so you don't put that weight back on. Um, so, 
and for myself, I, I did this when I, I did a calendar shoot um, a few years ago and I was running a very deficit diet and I got amazing results, but it wasn't something that I could sustain long-term, but I had that knowledge um, afterwards. I just didn't blow out. So, and I've already spoken to you. I sent you a message already uh, and we've been talking. So, but if you feel like nothing's worked, if you feel like you've done this, you've done that and nothing's worked, please reach out to me because I do have a lot of systems in place that will help you um, and you will get results. You just need to ask. Um, so just remember it's, it's calories in versus calories out. Now, for clients in my programs, we don't count calories. Okay, you, you can if you want, but we don't do it. We just do a habits-based program. Um, but it's, it is as simple as calories in versus calories out. So think about that. And um, you can use my fitness power as a great one. And I recommend people use my fitness power for like a week or two because what it does is it, you put all your food in there and it actually shows you how many calories are in this, how many calories are in that. And although we're not going to be tracking it long-term, it gives you a great idea of how much food or how much energy you're consuming compared to how much energy your output. Okay, so that's something to look at as well and give that a try. But it's super important. Like if, if you need a hand, just reach out to me. If you feel like nothing's worked or you know, you've done these bad diets in the past and then you've gone off them and put the weight back on because you didn't actually, you weren't shown how to eat properly or how to manage your nutritional intake um, just reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. Um, so the last question is from Jesse Carr. And this is a very common question I get. Um, so we're going to talk about it again. How do you control your breathing whilst running? Um, for herself, she starts to breathe um, in through her nose, out through her mouth. And then once she gets tired, she just goes, breathes in and out through her mouth. Um, and then she finds she gets out of breath quickly. So there's two ways there's a few ways, but two of the main ways are breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth and then in and out through your mouth. So I know um, Coach Carl is um, All-American track athlete and he breathes in through his nose and out through his mouth. Um, and I've spoken to another running coach. Um, it's a very high-level running coach in Australia and he recommends breathing in and out through your mouth. Um, basically, the best the best way to breathe is going to be whatever works best for you. So what works for me isn't going to work for someone else. So for myself, I breathe in and out through my mouth because I don't know, something happened when I was a kid maybe. I did hit my face when I was a kid really badly, um, but I struggle to get air in through my nose. Um, so I breathe in and out through my mouth. But one of the main points is um, just stay relaxed with your breathing. Um, don't panic breathe. You know, as you fatigue, you will eventually be breathing harder um, because, you know, you, you feel like you're not getting enough oxygen to your muscles. Um, you're not getting enough oxygen in your lungs. All right, so you, you are going to be breathing harder and faster. But the one of the best bits of advice that I was, um, was given to me was just be relaxed with your breathing. Breathe naturally. You know, as you run faster and start to get fatigued, just breathe a bit faster. And what he said there was breathe faster, not breathe harder. Okay. And so when I'm running now, when I start to feel that bit of fatigue kick in, I think, okay, I just need to breathe a bit faster. Or I'm not breathing harder because as soon as I start to breathe harder and I'm trying to really suck in the air, okay, that's when I really start to fatigue myself. 
So I just think in my head, okay, keep my breathing relaxed, but just breathe a bit faster. Um, so the, the best bit of advice I can give you is go to YouTube, uh, look up breathing techniques whilst running, okay, and trial them over a three-kilometer distance. Right? Don't just, don't trial them, you know, all in one day. You know, go out for a 3K run and just do one style of breathing. Stick with that for the whole time. See how you feel. Track all your times, you know, your average heart rate, all that thing. All those, all that information will give you, will give you an idea of what's working best for you. Okay. On top of also how you're feeling. So look up all the different breathing techniques and then trial them over a 3K distance. Right. And just find out what works best for you. So as I said, like for, for me, in through my nose, out through my mouth does not work because I get bugger oxygen in when I breathe in through my nose. I need to breathe in my mouth and then out my mouth, okay? And, you know, relax your breathing and just breathe a bit faster. That's what I find has helped helped a lot for me. But, you know, you need to work out what's going to work best for you. So, you know, look up the breathing techniques, give them a trial. As I said, choose one technique, trial it for the whole run. You know, a few days later on your next run, you know, try a different technique, try it for the whole run and just see how you go. Make some notes afterwards, make some notes, see how you felt after, you know, one kilometer, two kilometer, three kilometers, right? And just work out what's going to work best for you. But I hope that helps. Just remember, everyone's different. Um, people are going to say, you know, you need to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, or you have to breathe in and out through your mouth. Um, you know, it, it's bullshit because everyone breathes differently. You know, everyone's got their preferred method, right? But you know, everyone's slightly different. So whatever's going to work best for you, okay, but you need to trial them and give them all a crack first. So I hope that helps you out. As always, if you've got any questions at all, please let me know. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? more people we can get it in front of the more people we can help now on that too if you've got any questions at all please shoot me a message on facebook i'll cover it off in the podcast i'll give you the most amount of information that i can and please if you need help with your fitness training mindset anything please reach out and ask me that's what i'm here for i'm here to help you out you just need to ask thanks guys